Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another special episode of the Janice Dean Podcast. A few weeks ago, I was invited to a special St. Patrick's Day luncheon with the seniors of Putnam County. My good friend Kevin Byrne is the Putnam County Executive, and he extended an invite for me to come to meet the wonderful residents there and have lunch at the Putnam County Golf Course. I met so many wonderful people that day, including my next guest, Jim Rathschmidt, who was there raising awareness for the organization he runs with his wife, Patty, called United for the Troops. Their mission is to send care packages to our troops serving the U.S. and overseas. I invited Jim to come on the podcast to talk about he and his family came up with the idea and some of the incredible stories they have shared being part of such a special program. I know you'll love them and their foundation. So please welcome Jim and Patty Rathschmidt to the Janice Dean podcast. Okay, Jim and Patty Rathschmidt, thank you for being on the Janice Dean podcast. Um, I I'm, I'm, I love your, your organization. Uh, you know, Jim, take us through how it started. Well, um, it, it came out of nowhere. Our son, Luke, in 2007, was in the 82nd Airborne and uh, got papers to, to be deployed to Iraq. And once he got there and we got his address, we were sending him things from home, things we knew he missed, you know. Um, and he was sharing them with everybody there. And he was there were over 200 people in his uh, battalion. But he told us that there were so many men and women in there that didn't have anything or they didn't have any families or their families couldn't afford to put a box together. And uh, Patty just looked at me and she said, something's got to be done about this. And that's how it started. We were standing outside of supermarkets and churches, uh, handing out flyers, telling people what we wanted to do. Uh, and then we realized we had to pay for the postage because once you put a name on a box, uh, even military, um, you have to pay for the postage. And that was okay. People started giving us $5, $10, sometimes a buck and a half. And uh, that first year, out of nowhere, I think we sent over 250 boxes to Luke's um, um, uh, area. And, and then people said, are you going to keep doing this? And again, we looked at each other and we said, okay, let's see what the next step is. And the next step was to get recognition and to become a 501c3. Uh, we're incorporated. Our logo is registered by a donation. Uh, and it just built up year after year. We found out how to get volunteers. We had places to work. Our community got on board with us. And the one thing that seems to work for us uh, very well is that we don't have any political affiliation. Mm. We all have our, our thoughts and our dreams, and we share them with each other as a family. But this is a non-political organization. 
And um, the only thing we want to do is bring a little comfort to our troops. And it works so simply with so many communities, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Um, we have people from the courts that uh, call us for community service. We have little kids, two and three years old, writing cards, 92 year old men and women, friends of ours, writing cards. Uh, and so it just kept getting bigger and bigger. 16 years later, on March 4th, we just sent out our 30 thousand gift box we had no idea what was going to happen and it's such an incredible thing to be involved with the community like that i love it patty tell me about some of the items that your son really enjoyed getting well we were allowed to send baked goods at back you know we sent it to someone we knew personally so he would i would make a cake and put it into those freezer bags that um vacuum seal it and some frosting and he would eat it like just like that just handfuls of it but they they love getting you know simple things oreo cookies a can of uh, chicken noodle soup um candy bars very simple things the, the military provides their members with everything they need but not necessarily with everything they want and to get a box from home really from a perfect stranger that they've never met especially with the cards at all it means the world to these to these military members we've had some come back and make it a um a plan of theirs to come and meet us and just to say thank you to all of our volunteers and tell us how much that box meant to them when they're so far from home and the morale is low and they're feeling uh, homesick and to get a box with Oreos and, and candy and silly stuff makes their day. And just to know that, uh, you know, their fellow Americans haven't forgotten them. Yes. And it's as simple as that, you know, comforts from home. And tell me about the notes that are written. We um, we have thousands and thousands of letters uh, from kids, like I told you, pre-K kids, uh, just scratching on a paper and saying, uh, thanks for your service. My mom and dad said you're important to us. Uh, Middle-aged kids, uh, honor students, uh, seniors that can't get out. And so once we fill up our box with our donations, the cards and letters go on top of that. Uh, and a couple of years ago, uh, we found some friends of ours in Somers, New York, who were taking little scraps, little bags of uh, American soil from their backyard. And these little uh, baggies filling it up with a spoonful of American soil. And they wrote a card and stapled the bag inside the card. And on the outside of the card is written, Here's a little bit of American soil so you don't feel so far from home. Hmm. And, and, you know, our, our boxes start off as a flat brown box and then they're taped together and they're empty. And then soon after somebody starts packing things that they are picking at themselves, it's not an assembly line. They take their box. They start from the beginning and they fill it up with things that they want to put there and send off. And they have the cards and letters. They pick those out. And, and just last year, the second part of that soil packet, we found out, we got a letter from a Marine medic uh, who was in combat and said that he carried uh, those packages of soil in his backpack. And if there were any casualties, he would place them underneath so they would pass on American soil. Oh. So that brown box, um, when it starts off, uh, becomes a gift. And it becomes something very thoughtful and very promising to people that receive it. Tell me about your family's service. Well, Patty's dad was in World War II, very proud. And, you know, 
when they served, they came home and uh, not much was said about where they were or what they did. Uh, they didn't want to talk about it. So they were silent for so many years. Uh, and actually, then our son in 2007, Luke, wanted to join the service, and he did. When he came home from Iraq, he sat down with my father-in-law, and they both had a heart-to-heart talk. It was the first time that uh, that we know of that Patty's dad actually opened up about it was what it was like in World War II. Oh. And our son Luke said, I've never heard anything like that before. Uh, they were able to uh, connect as a 22-year-old and as an 88-year-old. And so uh, that's the extent of our service. Uh, I'm not a veteran myself, nor is Patty, but we've been able to connect with so many veterans groups coming and going, so many different community services groups that it's opened up a whole world for us. Uh, And people thank us for what we do all the time, but it's just simply, it's our honor and pleasure. It's an amazing um, effort to be involved in with thousands of volunteers. And how's your son doing now? He's doing great. He's home and uh, he's doing well. He's expecting another child soon. So we're very happy and grateful that he's home and he's well. And as I always say, we are very fortunate that he is home and he's well. Yes. Um, They don't all come home as as fortunate as he does, even though they may not be scars. You can see war affects everybody. Being in the service affects everybody that joins. And through our care packages, we just try to send them a little bit of comfort, a little bit of hope that they will be home soon and that we haven't forgotten about them. Yes. So, so important. And um, with all the support from our community and our thousands of volunteers over the years, our biggest supporters are our veterans because they've been there. They know what it's like and they are the most supportive of all. And they, they send letters that will break your heart. But as Jimmy said, you know, um, the veterans connect with each other and they're very sensitive to our young men and women that are over there now. And it means the world to them. Mm-hmm. That's all we try to do is just let them know we haven't forgotten them. Yes. So important. What was it like when Luke came to tell you that he wanted to serve? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. It's not asked that often. Um, but oh, the first thing you're proud that he wants to serve his country but you know where he was going to eventually be going to because of the time in our country. Uh, and it was very nerve wracking. And when he called us on the phone and said that he had papers to Iraq, um, then the sleepless nights started from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you never know uh, what's going to be going on. Uh, you hear from him. Uh, it was a little bit better with the webcams those days. You could uh, hear him a little bit. We got letters and then we started our organization. But uh, Patty connects um, with other women, other mothers, I should say, of um, military people that have been deployed and really have nowhere to reach out to. And they get together and, and they comfort each other. It's an amazing group uh, that is that they've been uh, uh, working with. And, and some of the women come up to each other and Patty and say, without connecting, with other mothers and fathers, uh, it would have been a totally different uh, time for them, whether it was one year or two years. Mm -hmm. Stay right there. We'll have more of this story coming up. 
This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. What do you tell parents, you know, that have kids that, that want to serve? That's, that's a tough one. <laughs> but we tell them that, you know, be proud. Yep. Um, pray a lot. Yes. And just and hope for the best. And, you know, you try to, uh, with anything that our children do, we want to encourage them and um, guide them. And mostly, you know, be proud. And, and we do all we can from this end and hope to God that, they do well and they come home safe and sound. That's about all we can do. We just try to support the parents as and and wives and husbands, even children who have parents over there or, or who are deployed at the time. Just to let them know we're here to support them and um we're fortunate to be able to do that. When he was young, did he show signs that he wanted to, you know, get into this type of career? No, he did not. He was always mechanically inclined, although Patty and I remember that he was great at taking things apart, but not the best at putting them back together. (laughs) (laughs) But he did. um, He did. He does have a gift for that today. uh, And he did go to school for that and came out and found a job right away and was not happy with it. And so he did his due diligence. He, uh, he he went to all the different branches and finally decided um, that he wanted to join the Army. And uh, he did. Uh, we went down to his uh, graduation from boot camp. Um, he, was, he became a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne. Uh, and then soon after that, he was deployed to Iraq, uh, coming back after close to a year. And then uh, just when he was probably going to getting papers to go back to Iraq, uh, the uh, earthquake in Haiti occurred, if you remember that. Yes. And he was deployed there, boots on the ground, to help out right away. And one of the things he told us about Haiti was that um, it was probably worse to describe than Iraq. Mm-hmm. And I asked him why. And he said he was in the middle of destruction of families fighting against each other, stealing from each other instead of working with each other. Uh, there were times he had to come back from the airport, keeping that air, uh, open for uh, supplies to come in. And they had to come back and there were burial details for some of the children. And so, uh, you know, he came out of the fire into the fire, out of the frying pan into the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and soon after that, after his four years, he was able to come home. But these are things that have marked his life today uh, in good ways and in some bad ways. But all of it, he knows that it's a great experience. And now it's time for him to share. Mm. Now, does he take part in United for the Troops? Oh, all our family does. All the kids started doing that. Uh, He's a member uh, of the VFW. He's on the commissions over the VFW 5491 in Mayapak. Uh, he's a member that you know, helps out the American Legion. So all our families, and now we have 12, uh, 11 grandkids, one more on the way, which is Luke's baby coming on the way. And um, they all have their United for the Troops sweatshirts and hats. 
and uh, they're at all the packing days and that's what they know. And so as Patty and I were told, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And that's what happened with our moms and dads. We were um, put into community service and uh, our kids learned it. And now our grandkids are learning it. It's incredible. What goes into something like this? You know, obviously you've been doing it for many years. How do you keep it afloat? Um, with, we literally have a, a thousands of volunteers and we have, um, an email address, which, uh, only people that have asked to be there, uh, get our messages. Uh, we use social media a lot. Uh, it's free. We have Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have MailChimp, of course. Um, we have, we give talks, uh, to schools, to organizations all the time. Um, uh, we, uh, the, 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 volunteers that we have are just outstanding. They can't get enough of it. Uh, some of the kids come uh, for community service and they don't really want to be there, you know, and, uh, and you can't blame them. They're 12 years old. They're asked to do community service and they don't know what they're into. They come, they start working. Their parents come to pick them up, maybe a little early. And all of a sudden, not only is a kid that really didn't want to be there is still there, but his mom and dad that came to pick them up, they asked, what can they do? So, um, as you know, I'm, I will be preaching to the choir, speaking to you, what community service can do for you. You know, it catches you. And when it touches your heart, it doesn't go away. Mm. It's so true. Uh, word of mouth, really. Like Jimmy said, our thousands of volunteers just pass it from one person to the next to the next. And especially in the uh, military community, if someone is deployed and they talk to other people, and it's just amazing how quickly the word spreads and people contact us and it's it's unbelievable the financial um part is something that is sometimes difficult to work with mm -hmm. uh we are all volunteers there are no salaries uh, every dime that comes into united for the troops goes to united for the troops and that question is asked many times we are a 501c3 not-for-profit um, but we were able to have a place to work that we're not charged rent um we don't we have some vehicles that we have to take care of but the fundraising is a big thing and uh, people allow us to come in, whether to churches or schools or VFWs. Uh, we have uh, golf outings that are big, and we have uh, our gala this past March 10th. We had uh, about 375 people come together. And so they understand that it, it's an expensive thing to do. I guess about 95% of what's in our boxes is donated through our wish list. Uh, but then it costs around $15 a box to mail, to ship out. And once people, once we put a name on the box, we have to use a, uh, like the post office to do that. So over the years, it's probably been around $700,000 just for shipping. And if we did a rough estimate of what is in the boxes, donated in the boxes, that's a couple million dollars right there. Mm. So although we're still grass, grassroots over the years, it's been a, a, a lot of money has been raised uh, and we're very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Uh, what's your goal? Do you have goals or you just kind of keep keep going as as much as you can? Uh, you know, obviously you need fundraising events, but do you have any big goals that you want to achieve in the next few years? Well, really just to keep doing what we're doing and God willing, we have the strength to keep it going and we have the volunteers and 
our main goal is that there's no reason to send boxes anymore, but we know that will never happen. Mm. Um, so just to keep sending them out and reach as many uh, military members as we can and get as many as we can out to them. It's really very simple. Our goals really haven't changed. Um, that's it. Just try to reach as many as we can and give them a little bit of comfort from home. Mm-hmm. The um, We've been asked to um, go to different states around the country. And uh, what we like to do is tell people what we do, what's worked and what hasn't worked. And we remain here in Putnam County, Westchester, tri-state area with our fingers on the pulse of what we're doing. Uh, It's important for us to stay attached to United for the Troops. Uh, Like I said, we don't have any satellites anywhere around the country uh, because of uh, social media and Amazon. uh, We have donations coming in from everywhere. But we still, it's our family and our board still runs it uh, wholeheartedly. And we've asked people to examine what we do. And then it doesn't matter who's doing it as long as it's getting done. And let them put their flair into it. Let them put their flavor into it. And that seems to be working for us. Mm-hmm. Is there any, any memories over the last few years, you know, of a, of a kid that came in to volunteer or a person that was a recipient of your package that, that you like to think about? Well, yes, actually, in the very beginning, we were probably just doing this a few years and we we're having a packing for the holidays. And a young man came in, said he wanted to volunteer. And we said, sure, started telling what to do. And he asked for myself and Jimmy. And he came over and introduced himself. And as I said earlier, he had received some of our boxes, didn't know anything about us. He came home to visit and he made it a point to come and see us and thank us. And he thanked everybody there for what they were doing. And there was not a dry eye in the house mm. when he talked about how much that box meant when they were at their lowest morale wise and to get those boxes and get those cards. And the one thing a lot of the uh, military tells us when they get the boxes, as much as they love all the treats and all in it, the cards and letters from everybody back here, especially from the children, mean the world to them. And they just pass them around to each other. Some of them keep them you know, with them when they go out, um, just as a reminder that they're not forgotten. And those are all always memorable times when someone goes back. We've had young volunteers in our community, friends with our, our younger children, our younger son, that have since joined the military themselves, which is very eye-opening when... Uh, you think about it, how they started out helping to pack boxes at seven, eight, nine years old. And now we're sending them boxes, mm. um, including my own nephew who is in the Marine Reserves. Oh. And you know, he was kind of funny when he joined. And I said to him, I'm very proud of you. And but please don't make me ever send you a box because you're deployed. Oh. Because as proud as we are, nobody wants a child in harm's way. Yes. And. So we send boxes and we pray and, and we just keep doing it. Mm. So yeah, it's a memorable moment when soldiers have come home and made it a point to come and see us and thank us. And That's beautiful. It really is. And it, it just goes to show you it doesn't take much to make somebody's day, you know? No, it's very simple. Yeah. I think very we could simple. learn a lesson from that, right? It, even just sending a package, obviously, to our service members, but also appreciating, you know, family members writing notes. That seems to be a, la- a lost art these days. 
You know, you're right. I'm glad you touched on that because uh, we deal with a, a lot of emails coming in, volunteering through our MailChimp email address. And um, they'll be asking for their uh, son or daughter, sometimes 14 or 15 years old, to do community service. And I'll ask them, uh, could you have your son or daughter give us a call? You can certainly be on the call with them, but we, we'd like them to be able to connect with us. And so that connection, because of our social media, is very difficult for kids these days. Um, you know, they're so used to texting. Uh, emails, of course, you know now are snail mail. Uh, but we try to keep that connection uh, fresh and open. And so they can uh, feel the flavor of what they're doing, not just putting letters, um, letters in a box, coming and experiencing that and realizing what they're doing and where it's going to and meeting other people that are doing the same thing. So it's not just bringing a little comfort to our troops. It's a big community project up here. And we are just proud and honored to be able to do it. I love it. I think, you know, you're bringing important messages to uh, our kids, our community, and obviously to those serve abroad. Um, I'm so grateful I got to meet you, Jim. I, I I haven't met you, Patty, but I hope that I can take part in one of your events. Um, you know, please keep me updated. And you know what? Where can people get more information? We can go, go to our website, um, which is taken care of us by a good friend down in Florida. It's unitedforthetroops.org. And all the information is there. If you have any uh, deployed military, uh, you can uh, sign up right there. If they haven't received boxes, it'll ask for a, a few things of how long the deployment, how many in the group and how many women. Uh, you can answer any, you can ask any questions. Our phone number is there to call at any time. Uh, and so that's our lifeblood there. And of course, social media, United for the Troops has its own Facebook page, Instagram page. Uh, and so that works for us. Uh, the social media is a big connection for us. I want to mention is that uh, we attempt to send all of our military two boxes each, at least one of toiletries and one of snacks. But more importantly, nobody has ever charged anything for, send, for receiving a box or asking for a box to be sent. There are some um, organizations that do charge for care packages, but it's very important to know that there is never, ever a charge to anybody for these. These are all completely done by donations, both monetarily and with products. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I think that's really important. And what about if uh, someone hears about your group and, and wants to send packages over to you know a specific location? And that, again, uh, comes right on our website. There's a uh, drop down to fill out of where they're deployed, what's their exact military address, how long they're going to be there, because we want to make sure they're going to be there long enough for the packages to arrive. How many are in their group? Sometimes there's 50, sometimes there's 100. But we send it, we might send one person 50 boxes, but they know they're coming and they'll share them with everybody in their group. And then we want to know how many women are there because we put together women boxes for essentials. Mm -hmm. and, and so all those questions can be answered from our website. And it's really simple. I can even do it. <laughs> I, I love what you do. I really do. Unitedforthetroops.org for more information. Uh, Jim and Patty, I think we need more of you out there in the world. Uh, I love what you're doing. And let's be in touch because I, I hope to be able to help you in the future as well. 
Well, that is wonderful. And it was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, you had a great crowd there. Uh, people are huddling around for your books. It was great to watch. And uh, so when we got the connection for uh, doing a podcast, we were very excited. So thank you very much for reaching out to us. Absolutely. You, God bless you both. And we'll be, we will be in touch. Okay. Thank you very much. Of course. Thanks. Thank you both. Thank you again to Jim and Patty for joining me today on the Janice Dean podcast. If you would like to find out more about their amazing organization or you'd like to donate or contribute, please head to their website, unitedforthetroops.org. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. <laughs>